Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to Dice Roll, the queerest Pathfinder podcast on planet. We ask the hard questions like, "Dubs or subs?" Mm. Do you guys prefer dubs or subs? I like subs. What? No, what are you talking about? What's what are subs? I'm asking about dubs or subs. Subs. What's happening? Dubious knowledge or subtle tact? Oh, dubious knowledge. You motherfucker! I thought you were going to start a fucking debate on dub or sub. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to start that right now, and sub is better. <laughs> Um, I think that subs are better, but dubs are easier to watch when I'm drawing. I fully agree with you. I will watch dubs when I'm not looking at the screen, but if I want to yeah. enjoy an anime, I'm going to watch the sub. It depends on the anime for me. Like there are some times where I just like uh, solely listen to the sub or solely listen to the dubs. Uh, I- I'll watch the dub for Black Butler because they're British and it's funny. That one um, is really funny. That's the really actual <laughs> The real question is dubious knowledge because I like knowing things. What address do you guys prefer dubs or subs? What was subs no. again? Uh, subtle Teft. Uh, uh, this is difficult for you, Hamasami. Hmm. I, I, you, you fucking think? <laughs> Boat. Just I, like in real life, you choose between either or. I'll, I'll take both and take a fucking... Di- and, take a hit somewhere else you think i won't I mean, you're, you're a rogue you got you guys fucking get sh- uh fucking uh skill feeds up the wazoo that's true well i'm only a half rogue i uh what about you ritzy uh you don't even care do you, you not don't really care about i kind of don't give a fuck i hate pathfinder i wish i never started playing it all right Dave, that's a uh, lot okay <laughs> would you like to play some pathfinder yeah, sure. Okay. okay. Let's, leave this, let's leave this ingrate on the side of the road. Oh my that. god. <laughs> what the fuck? Five years I've jumped for you, and this is how you treat me. Yes, dare you jettison my gift. You fuck my daughter on the eve of her wedding. Fuck you. <laughs> you fuck me on the eve of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you fuck my daughter's groom. <laughs> You just really went out of it. I'm Please, so the game. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Pathfinder, you guys. <laughs> Previously, in Fists of the Ruby Phoenix, our heroes have entered into the second day of the Ruby Phoenix tournament, but not before some interesting encounters in and around the Ruby Village. Sanku met with his mother, who was overbearing and made it difficult to understand, or made it very difficult to get along with her. Masami met with their father, who was uh, open and charming and very, very nice. 
Choo -choo. And a little horny. <laughs> and a little horny. <laughs> um, I blame you. Okay. Chuji met with nobody. What? And then met with uh, Shen afterwards. Oh, but, yeah. But uh, <laughs> certainly not their mom. Certainly not their mom. That that was a fun little thing. I didn't even realize, but those that those three encounters, uh, stressful mom, cool dad, not present. I, I didn't even mean to do that shit. Anyway, um, well, hello, mayo. Uh, but uh, Chuji met with Shen and was able to discuss uh, Shen's past and his motivation to fight. Afterwards, you all took part in an exhibition match, uh, with the arms of balance in the boar and the tiger. Masami was transformed into a massive tiger and brawled against Bumat of the Arms of Balance, who was turned into a massive bull. You guys uh, came out the victors, earned a load of prize money, and were able to watch the rest of the fights for the day, where uh, the Arms of Balance and the Light Keepers were moved onto the next stage, whereas uh, Tino's Toughest and Winter's Roar were uh, pushed to fight in uh, the loser's bracket instead. Sound good? Are we all ready to hop into character? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So... We see the Radiant Winds walking down the streets of Goka. Each of you are like holding some street food uh, and kind of munching. Um, there wasn't like a huge thing today with Kasuhida because um, he still runs this company, uh, the Golden Kabuto, and you didn't have a uh, elimination match today. So you've been like kind of free to go enjoy the festival itself. And as you're walking home through the night, it's amazing. There are paper lanterns kind of like decorating uh, the city, uh, bathing it in these orange lights. Uh, there are people running uh, kind of like around with these like firecracklers, which all of course sparkle an iconic ruby red. Um, you've got street performers who emulate uh, Ruby Phoenix fighters, both new and old. And uh, they're on the horizon, floating not in the city, but close by is the Solar Jan 2. Um, do you guys remember that? The uh, giant airship uh, model to look like one of Haojin's treasures? Because that's yeah. there. Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of blotting the uh, skyline. It is gorgeous. You guys have some free time to uh, just kind of talk to each other. How are you all doing uh, post-tournament? How was your day today? The What was the last thing that they saw? Uh, it was the lightkeepers beating the shit out of Tino's toughest. Oh, then Sanku's <laughs> in a bad mood. Uh, yeah. Well, okay, I think there was probably some exhibition matches afterwards. Yeah, but still, that's oh. a fucking terrible thing. That's mad about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm Chuji's mad about it. I think Misami is like a little, a little angry about it, but <laughs> at the same time, they're just kind of munching on their food, a little peeved, just like, I wish they didn't win, but. <sighs> well, at least we get to kick their butt again. Yeah. At some point, we get to kick their butt again. We don't know if they're going to be our next. Uh, if they're going to be our next team. Yeah. Uh, Chuji, you yeah. know who the next team is. <laughs> well, it was spelled out to you by someone. <laughs> yeah, earlier. yeah, yeah. They they like swallow their food. Uh, they have I don't know some some like dango equivalent in their hand. Um, and they're like, oh, I mean. We're fighting Steps of the Sun next, you know that, right? Oh, yeah, I think... I mean, that made sense. Yeah, they, they were the also won their us. match, and we fought on the same day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes it easy for spells tomorrow, at least, to pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're gonna kick their butt, too! Chuchi, how are you doing? <laughs> Chuchi! 
for the first time in Chuji's life, Chuji is thinking about um, how badly they really want to win this, the the Ruby Phoenix tournament. Um, they still feel really guilty. Like they know that like um, Shen's sister is gonna have the treatment that she like desperately needs, but at the same time, nothing is guaranteed. <laughs> um, and they're just thinking about how. They're really selfish. They are really fucking selfish. Uh, but they've been thinking about that like nonstop ever since that conversation happened between them. They have not stopped thinking about Shen. What are you? Some kind of gay? Not in that way, men. you little fucking. All right. He's thinking about other men. Maybe in that way, but <laughs> specifically about how bad Chuji feels. Um, okay. Yeah. They decide not to comment on beating the shit out of Steps of the Sun. Which is really yeah. out of character. <laughs> Why are you being so quiet? What do you mean? What? You didn't say anything after I joked about beating them. Oh, I didn't hear you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Senku? <laughs> Senku is giving. Senku is giving Chuji a look. He's like. Is there a problem? No. Asami folds their arms and no, is not... looking at Juji. Stop it. Stop looking at me. Oh, now I'm gonna double look at you. This no, is I... the <laughs> first time you haven't said anything about kicking another team's ass. Well, crush him into the dust. There, are you happy? Change your heart? No. I... Really? Yes, but... Uh, uh. Hmm. Lolo sticks his head out of Sanku's back and says, Well, I've run. I think it's clear what's going on here. What? Yeah? Chuji's afraid of getting beaten. That's not <laughs> fucking true. Chuji, <laughs> 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 like, bends over and, like, puts their finger in Lolo's face and, like, you take that back, you little piece of shit. Lolo looks you in the eyes, Chuji. Ow. Chuji flings him? Chuji. <laughs> While he is still grabbing onto Chuji's spear, he fucking flings him. He he hits the a wall nearby like a wet sponge. <laughs> There's like a fucking imprint of him on the wall. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> Ow! Um, and I think as this is happening, uh, there's a few kids nearby, and they point and say, "It's the Radiant Winds." Uh oh. Uh oh. Fuck. <laughs> Sanku runs over to grab Lolo. <laughs> that was fun. Uh, do we want to? Do you want to showboat with the, with the children and the parents and everyone around to tell them how cool we are? Uh, <coughs> uh... I don't know about that. I mean... Sanko, do a cool pose. Oh, gosh. No one listens to me here. <laughs> I... Maybe it's because you have bad ideas. You know that no, the other teams would likely pose for them if I asked? No, they wouldn't. I don't think they would do that. Highly doubt. I think the only person who would follow your instructions oh. is Tino. Yeah, I was about to say, I think Tino would. Maybe. Well, if we're not going to pose, what are we going to do? Just hang around here, acting like we're not the stars of the Ruby Phoenix tournament? I don't know, maybe we well, could just yeah, say that. hi to the kids. Hello, children! <laughs> hi, it's the dragon! Shit. Yes, I'm a mighty dragon! It just sounds well, like you want to be the star of the whole <laughs> tournament. At the very least, they're distracted by Lola. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so what do you guys want to do? You can head home for tonight, or if there's anything you want to do around Goka, you can. Mm. Uh, I think Masami kind of hangs back a little and goes, I mean, 
I think I'll head home in a little bit. I need to find out some information. Okay. You don't want any help? <sighs> they look at Chuji and go, That depends. Um, am I go on a trip to the museum? Chuji frowns. Um, look, it's about the coin. Hiroshi said uh, that it's probably a good idea for me to go to more historical sources. Like, you did give me good information, it's just that we probably need more. And... Yeah. Chuji <laughs> just kind of, like, straightens out their face, uh, and they're like... I'll go, I'll just... I don't know. Whatever. I'll stick behind you. I'll do all the talking, don't worry. This is the first time I'll ever do all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm sure you'll be good at it. Duh, if it's for information, I am good at it. <laughs> uh, so, do you guys want to head to the museum? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the three of you uh, leave the, uh, the festivities of the city, and uh, you make your way to the Grand Goka Museum. The museum closes a little later during the tournament because they have this whole uh, Ruby Phoenix thing. And the people here aren't dumb. They know that most people are going to be preoccupied during the day. <laughs> they, they've been staying up a little late. But even now, this is kind of pushing it, you know. So uh, it is actually being closed up by the time that you arrive. Uh, I think, Masami, you are kind of like running up the steps a little bit. Uh, and as you get up there, Shili uh, Hua, uh, Chuji's mom, uh, is there, and she's literally just about to lock the doors. Um, this pale woman with like uh, dark makeup and uh, hair, and you know, kind of a sad look to her. Uh, she turns and looks at you and says, "Oh, Masami. Oh, and Sankuin. Hi, Chuji. Chuji does not greet her. Um, Hi. I." Need it? I, I need to ask you about something, and I think you're probably one of the more knowledgeable ones about this one. Um. Okay. Well, what what can I do for you? Do you need uh, to go inside? Actually, yeah. Okay. Well, um, all of you. And then she she again smiles at you, Chuji. They're not looking at her. <laughs> she turns away and opens the door. Um, she leads you all inside and uh, I think takes you probably to um, the staff room before she sits down and she looks to you and says, now, what can I do for you? I'm sure you're all very busy with um, the tournament, so um, I'm, I'm happy to help however I can. This is going to sound very, very weird off the bat, but I do need your absolute I want you to keep this between us. Um, of course, anything. Okay. And they take out the coin from their back pouch and place it on the desk. Oh. Interesting. Where did you come across this? From a slain Anku. Hmm. That's rather strange, isn't it? Um, may I? She goes to take it. Please. She picks it up, and I think she um, kind of rummages through her bags a little bit. And she pulls out, like, an eyepiece, which she 
uses to kind of inspect it very closely. And she bites her lip and says, Would you mind following me somewhere? I need to double check. Um, but, um, this is very unusual. Uh, sure. She's like, uh, seems to be a little enraptured by this, so she's like stumbling on ahead. Right. Uh, kind of fussing to herself. You eventually get to where she is, and she's led you um, through a few different exhibits. And uh, the Grand Goka Museum, it's a little bit of a tourist trap, to be honest, at times. <laughs> like, obviously, it is a fine and upstanding institution. But it's a fine and upstanding institution in a city that, uh, for many people to the west, is the first point that they can access into uh, Tianxia. Uh, mm. Getting to Tianxia is not an easy feat for people in Avastan. Uh, usually they'll need to take a boat, and Goka is the easiest way to get in. So this whole museum, while it does focus a lot on Gokan history, also kind of just does uh, Tian history in general. And uh, she's kind of leading you through uh, a, uh, a maze of the many, many successor states of Imperial Lungua. Uh, the nation that once basically ruled all of Tian Sha before shattering into empires, which shattered into empires, which shatter, 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 shatter. Um, it shattered empires all the way down. She's taking you into the Hong, uh, Hongala exhibition, which is uh, Fantasy Korea. And she kind of uh, looks over a few things, uh, confirms a few details, and she says, Yes. I think I can fairly accurately place the era that this coin came from. It would seem that this was a coin from the brief but terrible rulership of a Twilight Lord Chiondes Jung. Mm, okay. He was a despot, shall we say. Uh, I believe he ruled the nation of Hongal for perhaps five years in total before he was taken down in a bloody, bloody revolution. Um, although I feel perhaps that any revolution would not have been bloody enough to punish the likes of him. This was a man who, in the short time that he ruled his nation, almost felled it immediately. The population dr dropped dramatically, with countless people dying in work camps to build monuments to this man. Um, do you see the uh, lighthouse on it? Uh, yeah. This was, well, it was going to be his pièce de résistance, his throne, as it were. Um, in his manifests, he called it the Glass Lighthouse. It was a terrible, terrible thing. Essentially, it was another world. He was going to have it commissioned, uh, this other dimension, for within he would have his palace, this lighthouse, um, under the belief that with a lighthouse he could watch every waking moment of his already subjugated uh, civ like civilians' lives. Of course, it never did come to pass. The, if from what we understand, the uh, person he was commissioning to make the lighthouse uh, ultimately, well, perhaps vanished on him, or otherwise, you know, left him to d left him uh, high and dry. Uh, in fact, it was so much money that he had spent on this lighthouse only for it to not be delivered that it bankrupted Hongal and uh, this was ultimately the last the, the last straw um, this is what prompted the people of Hongal to rise up um, after such a frivolous purchase that went nowhere 
people had enough, and the famines that great purchase had caused prompted the farmers to rise up in an uprising against the Twilight Lord, uh, forever putting him to rest. Interesting. Um, so this coin is approximately 300 years old. Now you guys. Yeah. I'm gonna just throw, just throw a few things that she just said to you. <laughs> 300 years ago. Yep. Demiplane. Yep. And then this uh, person went missing. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Senku keeps glancing at Chiji. He's, he's not saying anything. He's just, like, looking between uh, them and Masami. They just look confused. <laughs> Masami is thinking real hard about this. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, thank you for the information. Just just to be clear, around this time period, what else was happening? What else notable was happening? Sorry, but... History lessons are... There are so many that I had to learn. It kind of gets mixed up. Uh, well, Imperial Lungwa was still going very strong. It had not, in fact, conquered Hongal at this point. So this was a... Ultimately, his... While the revolution was a good thing, it did ultimately set the stakes, stakes for a weakened Hongal, which would eventually be absorbed by Lungwa. Right. Well, goodness, there's, there's many things that you could say are happening. Every decade was full of new changes and new pieces of history. Um, I'm sorry if this isn't helpful or anything, but... Oh, and mm. of course, the Ruby Phoenix went missing. Well, I didn't know lots of that stuff, so it's helpful to me. Well, you really should. This is very important uh, his, uh, history. You know, the um, the, the history of Imperial Longwa shapes Tian Sha to today. Would Senku have gone to, like... Fuck no. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't really go to traditional like school like in the city. Not everyone's a know-it-all, Mom. It's it's okay. I I'm glad to learn stuff. I like learning stuff. I just didn't really have the chance to where I grew up. Dead silence. <laughs> I like learning about history. I promise. In in any case, um, this was still extremely helpful. I'm, I'm glad. Is there anything else I can do for you all? Um. So no other powerful sorcerers or beings, entities, other than the Ruby Phoenix at this time? Well, I don't really think there's anyone on her level. She Sweat. is the most powerful sorcerer in history. I can tell you, if there was anyone else, I would certainly know of them. That's fair. Okay. Um, well, thank you for your time and for answering the questions. And again, please, please trust me when I say we should really keep this between the four of us. Of course. Of course. <sighs> okay. Um, Masami turns to uh, the other two, well, the other three, and they say, All right, um, that's it. That's all I needed. Cool. Okay. Thank you for the lesson. Not a problem. Um, Chuji, would you mind if I walked you out? Chuji looks at their mom and at the others. Um, sure. The rest of you can go on ahead. We'll we'll be out in our own time. 
sure. Why don't we go get snacks, Masami? Right. Uh, before they leave, they give Shuji a pat on the shoulder. I'll see you. Shuji just waves. You guys head out? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shuji, you're, you're alone with your mom in this room. And uh, Li Hua kind of looks at you and smiles and says, You know, you and your friends can come down anytime. I'm happy to give you private tours, of course. Do you hate watching me fight that badly? Li Hua kind of pauses and she looks at you and says, I don't know what you mean. You came to my match and you left right after. You didn't even say hi. I didn't want to ruin your moment. You had other people to talk to, other things to do. Everyone else had someone there for them. You know that, right? People's families traveled from all over the world just to see them fight in the tournament. You live in this city. And you came, but you didn't even bother to congratulate me? I was hoping you'd lose. Why? Why would you say that? Because if I told you anything else, you wouldn't believe me. You know it's true, and I know it's true. I don't want you to be in this tournament, Chuji. It's a slap in the face for you to be doing this. After everything I've done for you to give you somewhere else to go, you still lower yourself to fighting? After everything we've been through, everything you've done to me? You think I would just want to celebrate you doing what you do best? After I've seen firsthand what that skill brings? And she looks at you. She's not being, like, vindictive. She's not being, like, yeah, fuck you. She's being, um, she looks like she's on the edge of tears. Mm-hmm. And she stares at you, and there is an anger to it, but it's it's a persecuted anger, you know? It's a the anger of a mouse who's lost its leg to the cat. Mm-hmm. I gave you everything I could, Chuji. Every exit from this horrible life you find yourself in. I never wanted you to live like this. I tried to teach you well, get you interested in academics instead of all of this. I even... You saw how much it hurt me when you came home that night and announced that you'd killed your father. Shut up! You saw how much that hurt me. And you went ahead and you continued doing it. I did it because I wanted to help you. You don't see anything I do for you. Yeah, whatever. You give up your life for me and you do whatever the fuck you want to do. She's just looking at you and that there is again that indignation to her now. You only think of yourself. You only think about how you should be praised and how much you should be able to do anything you like when I see you becoming the exact kind of person that I was and the exact kind of person that he was. 
In what world am I proud of that, Chuji? In what world am I proud of someone who gets into fights for fun and ends up hurting people and ends up killing them? I'm sorry, I didn't want it to be this way. I wanted you... I, I could have given you everything. I could have given you this museum. I could have given you your own way to meet the Ruby Phoenix. And now the whole world knows you as a fighter instead of a... anything else. So if you want me to be maybe, proud of you... Maybe you just should have fucking given me up. Maybe I should. Maybe you should! Maybe that would have been better for both of us. I'm fine with that! This happens every time we try to talk, doesn't it? Whose fault is that? I'm sorry. You're sorry you had me. I'm sorry I failed you. I just want you to see me as my own person. I... I don't... I don't want to be your little museum attendant. I want you to see that I'm strong and I'm... Me! I do stupid shit all the time, yeah, sure, but... That's me. I don't think she has much else to say after that. Don't come to any of my other matches. And Chuji starts walking out. They're going to leave. She doesn't stop you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dice Roll, the greatest popular <laughs> podcast on the planet, where we do fucked up shit like... Bro, I'm gonna kill you. Um, oh my Chuji god. Chuji sits on the steps of the museum crying. <laughs> Aramasami and Sanku nearby. They've probably gone home, haven't they? I Chuji just wants to be alone right now. They are probably. I mean, I don't. I don't think that they'd bother. I, I think that, that that both of them are aware about like Chuji not wanting to always be around people when they're upset, and could feel the upset beginning. With, uh, I think they're just. They're probably right at home. They got snacks though. Senku wasn't kidding. I think Misami knows Juji enough to know that anything that... Anything like this, they would want to be alone. So if Senku wanted to hang back, they would say, Hey, let's give them some space. Juji, as you're sitting on these steps, do you know what the worst part is? What? You know that this is not the first time you had this exact fight. Literally. And yeah. you know it won't be the last. Because what's going to happen is that a few weeks will pass and two of you will start regretting things you said and you'll have that awkward small talk and then one of you is going to blow up in the other's face again. And again and again and again and again and again. Chuji cannot count how many times it's been. How many times in a year they do it. They already feel guilty, I think. They, I think that's why they're crying on the steps. They already feel like a piece of shit. And Chuji, as you sit on these steps, you think back about five years ago. You stand outside. Some might call it a palace. You wouldn't. What you call this is a hovel. The den of a rat. 
It's built uh, on an island in the middle of a small lake. You're far from Goka. And you stand here. Not alone. But ready to do what you've always needed to do. Chuchuji, you didn't always know you were a Dampir. You grew up being bullied, but you didn't understand why until your mother would cry after hearing about your latest bullying and eventually you pulled the truth from her. She always told you that you never had a father, but obviously that couldn't be true. When you found out that Li Hua had been whisked away from her wealthy family in Goka by a Jiangxi, you could scarcely believe it, but at the same time it made sense. You would later find out that whisked away wasn't exactly the right way to put it. This man, Zhang Baigao, he was a criminal. He had been intending to steal from the art gallery that uh, she and her family worked at, but, well, maybe she had been bored of her mundane life because she joined him. He was a dangerous and exciting man, and, and she was completely oblivious to the fact that she was just a pawn. She stayed with him for a few years before she became pregnant. She knew she couldn't stay with him because he would not appreciate this idea of having a child. She missed home. She came home with a child to a family who thought she was dead and started her life again far away from Jiang Baigao. But the story she told you, Chuji, you were only a child but you realized what a monster this man was. And ultimately, it got so bad that you decided that you were going to put your plan into action. You'd met with a stranger who had grown into something of a friend. You don't know if you're going to travel with them for long, but this Takahara person, at the very least, knows how to help you out with this mission and is willing to do so. <laughs> You've come up with a plan. In your bag you carry the the lamplighter, a ancient artifact which you had stolen from, from the museum that your mom worked in, which will set your fists on fire when you fight with them, which you believe will give you an edge in the uh, upcoming fight. You stand now, Chuji, walking towards this rat's hovel. How are you doing as you enter into this, let's be honest, shithole? <laughs> Chuji... Ugh. Have you ever watched like a video where you know something bad happens in the beginning or at, at the end of it, uh, but the, the person at the beginning is so, so like confident? Mm -hmm. It's they're full of ego right now. They're they're being completely driven by their anger. And how protective they are over their mom. They're gonna make sure that this man never is able to hurt her again, let alone anyone else. As you traverse this place, which is empty, he has no more minions. He has no one else to protect him. You look over your shoulder, out the window, and see that Takahara is doing their job. The plan's gonna work. You know it. You go up the stairs and enter the master bedroom. And lying there, resting, is a Jiangxi. 
The thing that strikes you the most, Juji, is how much you look like Jiang Bao. Uh, fuck. How much you look like Jiang Bai Gao. His hair is messy and tangled, and it's the same color as yours. His skin is sallow and gray. His eyes are a deep red. The same shade of red as yours. And he's asleep. What do you do? Oh. They they linger as they feel that, that knot in their stomach, seeing him for the first time. And it it makes them feel ill that they really do look so much like him. If they if they let their hair down out of their like their their low ponytail right now, they'd look incredibly similar like if Chuji was just a younger version of him um but they they swallow and they they walk forward they're they're quiet as they possibly can be because they know that if Xiangbai wakes up that's it so they walk up to where he's sleeping and they lead that trail up to him and they, they spread it around him as much as they can without waking him. The trail? Hmm. The trail of something. The trail that you have ordered Asami Takahara to spread outside as well. Gunpowder. Your first act of dirty fighting. There's no way you'd be able to defeat a Jiangxi on your own. They know that. They're not the most proud of it, but what needs to be done needs to be done. On this resting Jiangxi's head, there is a Fulu scroll. I think they touch it. Like, they touch the, f the paper between their fingers and they feel it. I think they actually kind of lift it up to see his face a little better. Two eyes peer back at you. Chuji fucking gasps. And Zhang Bai Gao slowly lifts himself up from his place of resting, looking at you with those long nails the size of knives, with those fangs that pierce from his mouth, with those dark red eyes. And he looks at you and says, Who the hell are you? Uh, uh, I'm Shi Chuji. I'm the child of Shi Li Hua. The Zhangxi rises a little bit and looks at you, and with a voice so similar to your own, says, I have no idea who the hell that is. And he reaches up a hand to pierce your throat. I think they quite literally slam the relic they stole into him. Zhang Bai Gao, his eyes widen for a moment, as the lamplighter does exactly what it's meant to do, and erupts into flame. And that gunpowder trail catches a blaze and is starting to go. He stumbles back and roars, and for just a brief second, Judy, his hands drop away from his face, away from that Fulu scroll. They grab it. It rips. Your first trophy. And as the gunpowder starts to hiss through the mansion, 
outside to the banks upon banks that Masami has helped you fill up with gunpowder. Gunpowder which you have no way of knowing, but almost certainly they stole from the Golden League. <laughs> the moon pierces through the window, and you have no way to escape on foot. What do you do? Shit, 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 shit. Uh, they, they start freaking out, like, looking for places to fucking run out of, but they're all covered by fire, except for that window, right? Except for that window. I... Ugh. Is there any, like, platform... They, 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 they run to, like, look out the window. Are there any, like, platforms below it? It's like a 40-foot drop. Oh, fuck. But you could stay in here and explode. Oh, that's true, you know? I really consider my options here. Um, they take a deep breath and they, they stuff the Fulu scroll inside their shirt. Um, and they, they fucking leap out the window. The window explodes in a shattered glass, and as you fall, you are launched flying as an explosion rips through the palace. And that explosion knocks you into the lake surrounding the island. If Masami hadn't been there, you would have drowned. But they pull you onto the surface, and you are slap conscious. Once they kind of see that Juju's stirring, they're like, Hey, dude. You are so lucky that the lake was here. <laughs> Partially lucky that the lake was here. <laughs> are you okay? They're, they're like gasping for air in there as they're like coughing up water. They're all singed. <laughs> And they're like, I... oh, fuck, that hurt. <laughs> I mean, you oh. didn't fall too gracefully in the water, so. Thanks, yeah. Ugh. And for that extreme level encounter, you just gained 240 experience points. Oh my god. Chuji, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, they, they try to like sit up and they're, they're probably using Masami as like a little bit of a... Um, uh, point of balance um and they they stop for a moment and then they feel for like inside their shirt and they make sure that the full loose scroll is still there it is you have it proof proof that you she chuji killed your fucking dad even though he died with no idea who you were <laughs> and no idea who li hua is they hold it. I got it. Holy fuck, I actually got it. I killed him. You did. You were right. Yeah. I... Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> seriously. Well, the seriously, not a problem. <laughs> But, why don't we get you out of those dripping wet clothes and probably get you some bandages? Yeah, let's get out of here before it really starts to, you know... And they, like, gesture at the burning building behind them. That too, yeah. Might as well not be in the blast radius. <laughs> Come on, let's get back to camp. Smoke spirals in the sky, and Chuji and Asami, you eventually make your way back to Goka. It's late when you arrive at your home, Chuji, clutching that scroll in your hand. As you open the door, Li Hua rushes out to you, eyes wide. 
Chuji, where did you go? You were uh, missing for weeks, and you didn't... You just left a note saying that you'd be back... Do you have any idea how worried I was? What did you do? <laughs> Nothing bad. I... Hey. <laughs> um, I have something for you. They they look pretty smug. They they hug her back, of course, but um, they uh, they kind of put their hands behind their back so she can't see it at first. What? Um, I did something. Uh, don't be mad at me, okay? And they. They pull out the full loose roll and they like present it to her like it's a massive achievement. It's for them it is. And they they they're smiling at her. And Li Hua screams in actual horror. Okay. She stumbles away, hands at her mouth, and she begins to sob. It's only a few weeks later, Chujer, that you realize that. She was probably still somewhat in love with the idea of this man she had in her head. She never wanted you to become anything like she or he. That in your eyes, you're a monster just like him. You two made up, of course, but the wound was never bandaged. And now, no. years later, that's why you fight. Though you're loath to admit to yourself. It's because deep down you need someone to approve of you. Whether it's your mother, or failing her, the rest of Tianxia. Somebody, anybody to see that you're worth something. So, morning comes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Masami and Sanku, how to are you? How are you two doing? As you know, morning wraps around. Um, Chuji, I assume, came home late, and probably was not in much of a talking mood. No, if any, if if anyone was still awake, they did not speak to them at all. Not even a word. Sanku probably left snacks that they'd like and didn't try to talk to them otherwise. Mm. He was very busy. So he was so busy learning magic that he's already learned. <laughs> <laughs> now that it's the morning, though, um, Senku is actually preparing spells. <laughs> yeah, I think Masami is trying to do the same. They're thinking. Of, they're thinking about their fighting style and the fucking celestial rock so much that they're like, "Hmm, I have to be smart about this." <laughs> like that. And Chuji, how are you? Chuji's holed up in their room, covered in blankets. Uh, Masami and Sanku, I think you two are standing outside the room, uh, kind of like, you know, maybe peeking in, and Lola says, both of you. Mm-hmm. Normally, I would say that we should give Chuji some space. But we have no such luxury today. <sighs> Don't you remember what that MC lady said yesterday? That we, uh, that we have a that we compete match today? today. Oh, better than that. It's going to be the Great Drake Race. Oh. We're going to fly above the city of Goka. We need Shuji to be at their full fighting capacity. Do you know what this means? Mm-hmm. It's time for us to hype them up. <laughs> <laughs> to hype them up? Get them excited. Get them ready to rumble. Uh, 
we have to go in there and tell Shuji that they're a cool, special, talented boy and we need them to kick their butts because we're not going to be able to do it on our own. I... Okay. All right. I can, I can lead the way if we need. That's okay. Into the war um, zone. Senku sort of actually peeks in and is like, good morning. It's dark in there. There's a mess on the floor. The sun says hello. <laughs> Chuji's Fulu scroll is on the counter. It's real dark in here. Do you want me to open things up? Mm. We have a race today. Mm. You're gonna be badass. I'm opening the windows. <laughs> he opens the windows. No. He o- he opens them like you know when you like pull the curtains and like the sun shines in. <laughs> she just pulls the covers over their head. Oh my goodness! Are you are you gonna be grumpy all day? Yes. Well, that's that's typical. But come on, <laughs> come on, come on. Yeah, he tries to pull. I can make you. I'm Chuji. And I'm Senku. Can't make me do anything. I've decided it's my turn to talk. Chuji, look at me, boy. No. <laughs> look at me. It's That's Lolo ugly. speaking. I know, I know, Chuji. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you the truth. Chuji, you're the strongest person on this planet. I know. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Don't talk you're to me a- like I'm a dog. <laughs> You are the strongest person on this planet. No one on this team would be able to win without you here backing us up. That's You're true. the spine of the radiant winds, the muscle, the hustle. They peek out. You can see. You can see a single red eye. Oh shit! An eyeball. That's new. Um, uh, Lolo carries on. To says, "Sanku Masami, isn't it true that Chuji is the coolest fighter in the world?" <laughs> oh yeah. Lolo. I'm pretty sure they already know that. <laughs> no, keep going on. Alright. You can jump over mountains, Chuji. You can punch holes through them, too. It's true, yeah. Are you gonna let these sad feelings stop you from winning today? From being the best fighter you can be? I'm not sad. You're not sad. Say it again. What are you? I'm not sad. What are you instead? You're a champion, Chuji. Mm. I'm the champion of the Ruby Phoenix tournament, and they 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 they, they like fucking uh, throw off the covers. Their their bangs fall back into their face. You can't see their eyes anymore, and they're, <laughs> they're wearing their pajamas. They're in like their fucking tank top and shorts. Their hair's down. The one that says Goka on the front. yeah. The one that says Goka on the front. <laughs> Your eyes, I could I could see them before. No, you couldn't. What? Yeah, I could. They Who were red. Mm, I'm your best friend. Okay. All right, champion. <laughs> you missed breakfast. Come on. You didn't save any for me, and they—they they, like. <laughs> of course, we saved some for you. It's just cold. It. Oh, was that for Chuji? Lolo. Chuji walks <laughs> towards Lolo. No, <laughs> oh, no. We made he, that he for them. He puts behind his back. <laughs> he puts Lolo behind his back. He's like, you can't have him. You're gonna oh, kill him. Oh my god. Okay, I'm <gasps> making another plate. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing, Shuji? As you kind of walk out from from your room, better. Their ego's a little bit tripping up again. Um, it's like a, it's Shuji is uh, no better than a fucking balloon. Um, 
<laughs> they deflate a little, all you have to do is pump them back up and they're literally brand new again. <laughs> you just have I... to tell them their nuts are massive and they'll be okay again. <laughs> I feel this is something that all three of the others have seen many times at yeah. this point, right? Yeah, probably. Because Chuji's always like this after a fight with their mom. This time uh, it may be just like a little bit worse since they are literally yeah. in the Ruby Phoenix tournament and it's the most important thing that's ever happened in Chuji's life, literally ever. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Now that you've been pumped up, Chuji, are you ready to fly? Sure. So, Radiant wins. It's about two or three hours later. <laughs> and rather than sitting in the um, in the VIP box with the other fighting teams today, you are standing on the arena itself, along with every single one of the other teams. You're all in your costumes. You're all kind of like looking up to uh, the throne of the Ruby Phoenix. And you can see how Jin, from where she is, she seems very excited um she is like animatedly chatting to Nyang Fei um she seems to be really hyped up for this uh, for this race um as you're all standing you can see uh steps of the sun uh Shen Kang shoots you a look Chuji and nods um off to your side Masami uh you see Tino's toughest and uh, Tino catches your gaze, and I think uh, he was standing pretty professionally, but once he gets your gaze, he like turns and beams and like smiles and waves, you know? <laughs> and he, he he nudges Zumi, and Zumi also waves. Um, they wave back, definitely. <laughs> uh, Sanku, I think you're maybe like looking at the crowd, and you can see all these other teams from Danger Island scattered, kind of like Where's Waldo style, through uh, the audience. Uh, you see um, the Heralds of Hongal, uh, you see um, the flag, the yeah. But do we see Hannah's hundreds? You do see a few people <laughs> from Hannah's hundreds. Hannah herself among them. But it seems that maybe the band had a bit of a falling out after these complete strangers didn't get into it's the room. It's like Phoenix a tournament. Discord server. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, uh, kind of calling out to you all uh, above is uh, Tagada Emmy, and she says. People, People of Goka, Goka are, are you, you ready, ready to, to witness, witness some, some history? history? And, uh, yeah, people fucking cheer. They do want to experience some history. She, she kind of, like, flies above on her nimbus, and she says, Today's, Today's the day. Today. We're going to see Radiant Winds versus, versus Steps of the Sun and Arms of Balance versus the Light Keepers. The two, the two winning, winning teams, teams will go, go on, on, and then, and then each, each fight, fight the winning, winning two teams, teams of the loser's bracket, bracket, which will be determined, determined tomorrow. And would, and would you believe me if I said that's, that's not the highlight, highlight of the day? Today, today we're, we're going, going to do, do something, something incredible. incredible. We, we are going to have the great Drake race of Goka starring the fighting teams of the Ruby Phoenix tournament as our exhibition match, everyone. And the crowds cheer. And as this is happening, um, the gates to the arena open and several dragons enter the arena. They're frost drakes, all of them. Uh, but these are exceptionally mighty specimens. Mm -hmm. But really, somehow it's not the drakes that are the most uh, impressive part. It's what they pull behind them. Oh. It's the sky chariots. These sky chariots, uh, I guess the best way to describe them is, I want you to imagine a regular chariot, right? Mm -hmm. 
They've got wheels. They've got little flags with your team colors on either side. Um, they've got reins. They've got enough space for each of you. Mm-hmm. And then coming out from the middle is a tall parasol. And this tall parasol, you know as people who've been to Goka before, when the drakes start to run and start to flap their wings, that parasol will spin and a chariot will take flight. When I say this is some Studio Ghibli-level bullshit, (laughs) there's one chariot for each team. And um, kind of uh, beaming to Gata, Emi says, what's going to happen happen is that all all eight teams teams will be be split split into into two heats. Four v four. And these these drakes drakes will race race over the city of Goka. The heats are as follows. Heat one, the arms of balance, winter's roar, steps of the sun, and speakers to the wind. And uh, those four teams all kind of go off in their one direction. And uh, I think uh, Shen kind of, again, looks at you guys and nods before making his way off. Uh, Mafika Ayawari is excitedly chatting to his students as they board an exceptionally large sky carrier pulled by an exceptionally large drake. Um, <laughs> Winter's Roar seem to actually know their drake. They, like, open their arms and cheer when they see him. And the drake <laughs> cheers back. Uh, they're friends now. They're um, buddies. <laughs> and uh, the arms of balance, of course, they're just kind of hopping and getting ready to go. Heat, Heat 2. The Biting, biting roses. roses. Tino's, Tino's toughest. toughest. The Radiant, the radiant Wind. Wind. And... The Light Keepers! And uh, Yalika kind of like grins and waves at you guys as she skips past you all uh, towards a uh, sky chariot with uh, her team's flag on it. Mm-hmm. Tino punches the air and says, Hey guys, we're going to be teamed up! Do you, you might be uh, real good fighters, but how are you a Drake piloting? Uh, can't say I've ever done it before. I mean... It's got a real knack to it. It's not easy. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> Malako squints says, Tino, you've never done it either. <laughs> yeah, I know. First time for everything, though, right? You're right. Ooh. Tino, you're making it sound like, yeah, I know. Hey, do you got any snacks uh, gig to give to our Drake? And they're kind of <laughs> tottering off. I don't think Gig wants to give snacks. <laughs> and uh, Siutak Noir just kind of walks past you all. And she smiles very politely and says, good luck. Do you think you'll do well? Yeah. That's good. Always be optimistic, right? I'll see you in the skies, my friends. And she kind of walks away. And then Sanku talks again. And he... (laughs) 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 Uh, Sanku's like, well... Hmm? I don't suppose having a dragon for my... For my familiar won't make it any easier to fly a dragon but i also don't think it could make it any harder so i should be fine it's true we'll um, we'll be fine we'll be fine can't be that hard right you just have to treat them like a friend probably do that what do you mean probably we will let's think about it <laughs> you'll think about it <laughs> i don't know we want to win i'm not here to make friends you're gonna treat him like an enemy no i don't know whatever we'll treat him well do you guys uh, approach your Drake and get ready to go? Yes. Mm-hmm. Sanko approaches and he's like, hi. Uh, the Drake looks at you and it's a noble creature and says, Radiant winds, yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's us. Hmm. You'll be glad to know. 
you have been uh, assigned the greatest of the drakes of the Ice Fing Aaron today. Is that right? I'm glad. Out of all the other drakes, I have the highest win record. My name is Frostfang the Mighty, and I was handpicked to be your drake by Lady Q Mai Shai herself. Oh, really? Well then. Uh, and you kind of glance, and uh, in the uh, kind of box uh, with all the sponsors, Kimai Shai is chatting, and I think she sees you all in waves a little bit. Thank you, waves all day. And um, you're wondering, huh? Maybe? Mm-hmm. Um, he turns back to, um, is it Frostfang? Frostfang the Mighty. <laughs> Frostfang the Mighty. Sanku um, smiles and is like, well, we'll be counting on you. <laughs> but remember, a good drake race requires both the effort of the drake and its uh, pilots. I will be counting on you. We'll do our best. Yeah. Um, I think um, Tagada kind of calls out and says, The first heat will race over the city itself and pass some of the most famous landmarks of the inner city. And the second heat will pilot over the outer edges of the city, past the docks and the bays. Both of these races will take place simultaneously. The glass panel to the east of the stadium will show the first heat. The glass panel to the west will show the second heat. Everyone. Are we all ready for two simultaneous Drake races by the most powerful fighters in all of Galarian? And people cheer. Uh, certain teams are kind of like joking around with each other. You see uh, Speakers of the Wind are not super worried about this. Um, but other teams seem to be taking it very seriously. Like the Lightkeepers. The Lightkeepers love to have an ego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, attendants come around, make sure that your seatbelts on these sky chariots are fastened. I think, uh, everyone, I'm gonna let you just, uh, get into position. Tell me how, uh, you're all feeling as you're about to take off on this race. I have a question, and it is, um, is is Lolo also seatbelted in? (laughs) Uh, I think they get to Lolo, and they're, like, confused. They're like, huh. And they mutter to each other, trying to figure out what to do with Lolo. And Lolo shakes his head and says, No, no, everyone, don't worry about me. I will simply fly after you all. Are you sure? Can you keep oh, up? Oh, yes. Oh, easily. I'm quite fast. Uh, dude, if you're sure, we can... I, Are you sure like, you don't Tank need... Tank is going to fit you in his bag, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, don't worry about it. If you were going to... Wait, what if you get left behind? What if you get eaten by, like, a sky demon? You won't have Sanku hanging back to tell you to transform. You know that, right? Everyone, you worry too much about an old man, but trust me, I'm quite powerful. Watch Lolo win the race for us. <laughs> <laughs> Lolo beats everybody. Um, so the two heats are positioned on separate sides of the arena, ready to take off. Are you all ready? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a moment of qu- uh, quiet, and uh, to God, Emmy says, all right, all right everyone, everyone, on your on marks. Your marks. Get, Get set. set. Fly! And as she calls us out, the drakes uh, all roar and start charging forward. And with flaps of their colossal wings, the uh, propellers begin to twirl. And the sky chariots lift off. Dice will roll will return after these messages. Greetings, listeners. It's a dairy jump scare. That's right. I'm here. And I'm here to tell you that our Patreon is getting a takeover. Uh, that's right, not a makeover, a takeover, because Ritz is 
frying the Patreon out of my busy, busy hands. Um, we are going to be giving the Patreon a massive new coat of paint with lots of new stuff coming, uh, more behind the scenes, more never seen before stuff, uh, and more consistent uploads. Unfortunately, uh, the move to uh, a new country has been pretty time consuming for me, and I haven't been able to do as good of a job as I'd like getting you guys all the new content I want to get you. Uh, so Ritz has uh, put me in a chokehold and uh, robbed me and killed my parents and made me turn into Batman or something, I don't know. Um, point is, we're going to be remaking the Patreon and we want to hear the kind of things you guys would be interested in seeing. Whether this is uh, behind the scenes sketches of characters, um, mini flash interviews with the cast, uh, you know, whatever. Make sure to join our Discord, which is always linked in the uh, show notes of every episode, to uh, come down to our Patreon channel, whether you are a Patreon uh, member or not, and help suggest some ideas for what you would like to see in Ritz's takeover of our Patreon. Thank you all so much. Enjoy the rest of the episode, and as always, keep it rolling. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. We now return to Dice Will Roll. So, everyone... For this race, the way this is going to work is that this is going to be a chase scene. But unlike chase scenes we've done in the past, you're not racing to catch an opponent because there's so much of the course that you'll be able to do. And when it ends, it ends. And the team with the highest number of points at the end is the winner. Mm -hmm. Uh, So on your turn, you'll each be able to make a skill check against the next obstacle. Or you can choose to do something else. For example, if you want to cast a spell to buff up your uh, Drake, I might give you an extra chase point for free. Um, If you want to do something to attack another team, which, uh, you know, fucked up, but okay. (laughs) You can do that. That'll make them gain less points. Each other team will also be gaining points every turn, okay? And for each number of points that they get, it'll push them further along the track. Mm. Okay. Got it? We all all on the same page? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so the Drakes flap their wings 
and take off into the sky. You see how Jin kind of like uh, looking up and smiling. She is just very excited. As you fly, you start heading towards Goka's Harbor and you are higher above the city than you've ever been and you can see that sprawling metropolis beneath you. And it's, it's almost enough to make you giddy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the Biting Roses, uh, they're, at first it swings kind of inexperiencedly, uh, but very quickly they're able to get under control and they start like just focusing everything into getting forward. Uh, Tino and uh, Tino's toughest, uh, they're kind of just cheering and whooping. Uh, Gig is uh, looking over the side and almost looking sick. Um, the Lightkeepers, they are flying forward, but they are like shooting looks at the other teams, uh, squinting a little bit as they go. And you guys, uh, Lolo is holding onto Sanku's uh, shoulder for dear life as he goes, I told you that you could have just stayed in my back or or you could have... He's, not now, Sanku! (laughs) Judy's laughing at him. Sanku sort of moves and holds him. (laughs) Okay, so the first uh, obstacle is going to be the Seven Dragons Gauntlet. Huge metal loops have been hung along the towers of the Seven Dragons Bridge, through which each team must pass through in order for to proceed. Although the hoops have been arranged in a straight line, there is little room for error, and the winds move the hoops unpredictably. So, to be able to get through this, who's who do you think is like at the lead, holding the reins? Oh, mm. uh, Chudi uh, would not want to be. Chudi would want to focus on fucking over the other teams. Okay. Um, I mean, Senku can if nobody else wants to. Um, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Well, in that case, Senku, will you roll me initiative, please? I sure can. 42. Okay. Uh, so top of the race order is gonna be the Light Keepers. Um, and they're gonna start just by focusing on getting through these rings. So, uh, on each enemy team's turn, they just roll a d4. And that's how many chase points they gain. They gain one. So uh, they're kind of like, they're like flying through the hoops, but you can see that uh, they're like not able to pilot it super well. Um, So they're not flying straight through easy one shot, you know? They're like uh, trying to angle themselves so they don't bash into the sides of the hoops as they're flying. Next in the order is going to be Tino. Tino's team gets a two. Uh, as uh, the Lightkeepers are kind of uh, struggling to uh, control their Drake, uh, Tino's toughest, also struggling, manages to pull ahead, and for a little while, they're at the front. Uh, hey! Radiant wins. You guys don't just roll a d4. That would be boring. Yeah. You can make these checks for me on your turn. Or fuck up the other teams if you're assholes, which will just make them roll lower on future turns. <laughs> so you can roll me a survival check to predict the movement of the hoops based on the wind pattern. An acrobatics check to tilt the chariot in response to the movement of the hoops, or an athletics check to grab the reins and guide the drakes through the hoops by force. My acrobatics is a plus 24. Uh, you can each make one uh, make one go, okay? Mm, okay. Okay. So, I think he's going to do acrobatics, which I think makes sense anyways, since okay. he's holding onto the reins. Okay, so Sanku, will you make me an acrobatics check to kind of like um, Damn tilt bitch. the chariot? Oh, a little bit? um, yes, I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, oh my god, I can. I can in fact do that. Okay, so that's I... a nat twenty. <laughs> yeah. So Sanku, I think you're kind of like squinting, 
And you realize very quickly, this is just like sailing. And oh. both from everything Lolo's ever taught you, and from, uh, you know, His family, your and- family growing up in a fishing village, this isn't that unfamiliar to you. And it's very natural as you hold the sides of the chariot, um, kind of like in one hand holding the reins and in the other holding the side of the chariot and just gently tilting the chariot as you immediately uh, fly the team to be neck to neck with Tino's toughest. Hi. Uh, Masami and Chuji, are either of you going to be able to push you past Tino's toughest? I mean, my acrobatics is plus 27. Holy <laughs> Okay, this time you're going to hold the other side. Let's go. So what is let's it? See. What are you going to roll? Hmm, 31. A 31 is going to be a fail just about. Um, oh, dear. Uh, Masami, you don't make things worse or anything, but um, I think you're acclimating yourself to this. You've never done this before. This is a strange new thing for you. But you can see how confident Sanku is, and I think it's starting to rub off on you, so you'll be doing better next turn. We'll see. My dice have not been nice to me this season. <laughs> they, they... It was because it was because you used all the luck in the first two campaigns. Oh, <laughs> um, It'll come back though. Chuji, hi. How are you gonna help? Chuji uh, has a plus twenty nine athletics, so that's okay. Probably how they're going to be helping. Okay, do you you grab the range from Senku and say, "Get, get, no, move that way." <laughs> yeah, Chuji uh, becomes a perfectionist suddenly. Suddenly. Okay. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 33. Uh, Chuji, I think you let your perfectionism kind of come out almost a little uh, harshly. And I think that startles Frostfang, who who snaps at you as he looks over his shoulder. Which, again, yeah. he you control the Drake just in time. But you're not moving further anymore. Yeah. Um, so you are neck and neck with Tino right now. And next in the order is going to be Yarika. And Yarika, oh my goodness, as you and Tino are uh, neck and neck with each other, suddenly, racing past all of you, comes uh, the Biting Roses, uh, pushing up to be first in line uh, as you get past the first obstacle, pushing through these hoops. And uh, she kind of like, I think winks at you guys as she's passing. Um, It's only a small lead, but she has gone up ahead. And uh, Tagata Emi says... And by the harbor, it looks like the Biting Roses have an early lead. Will they be able to keep this up? Or are they going to be eating dust in a few moments? As she goes back to reciting what's happening over to the east. So, next obstacle. As you're all uh, moving along the coast, uh, you start to approach the Heads, uh, which is a uh, tiny group of islands along Goka's northern coast. And uh, as you are approaching it, suddenly these water spouts begin to kind of explode out from them. Almost certainly magically produced. It's a little too convenient, the timing. So uh, on this turn, you're either going to be able to use Arcana or Nature to alter the movement of the water funnels with magic, uh, Athletics to ride the spiraling outer winds without being dragged inwards, or Stealth to duck and weave through the water funnels and catch opponents by surprise. Or, you know, other things to fuck up other teams if you're creative. (laughs) Uh, So this time we're going to start with Yarika at the front. And uh, Yarika, I think she uh, just kind of uh, like kind of uh, flicks the reins, making her Drake speed up. And that is going to be uh, another three steps. Wow. She is... The the Biting Roses are powering ahead. Uh, Next is going to be you guys. Uh, What's the plan? Uh, Who wants to go first? Who's doing what? What's what's the plan here? 
Arcana or nature, athletics or stealth. My nature is a plus 25. So is my stealth. My athletics is still a plus 29 also. Okay, wow. Shit, Chuji's buff. Yeah, Chuji's buff. Um, <laughs> okay, so Senku, do you want to try uh, use your magic to alter the spouts as they're coming out? Yes. Okay, go for it. Make me a nature check. 42. Okay, Senku, you raise a hand and uh, kind of close an, your eyes. And as these spouts are coming up, you make sure that uh, they don't come up right under you and smash you, you know? Are they uh, water spouts? Yes, they are. Oh, then that makes complete sense. Yeah, you're using your water magic to control the water spouts. Um, as you're weaving through this maze of water sprouts over the heads. Uh, Masami and Chuji, what about you guys? What's the plan here? I think Masami's going to try to use, like, trying to, like, veil themselves under the spouts to catch every other team by surprise, they're going to use their stealth. Okay. So, Masami, you kind of, like, uh, near, like kind of lean uh, the um, chariot so that it is not... It's using these spouts for cover as Sanku is controlling mm-hmm. them. Uh, as you are tailing on the biting roses. I don't think they see you at all. 42. Oh, they definitely don't see you. Okay. So, between the two of you, that's going to be an extra two chase points, meaning that you are pushing up ahead nicely. Uh, like I said, I think you're on the tail of the Biting Roses who have not noticed you. Uh, Chuji, as this is happening, what do you do? I want to factor athletics into it and try one more time before I start fucking with people. Okay. Uh, do you want to make me an athletics check? Because the athletics check would be to kind of like um, brute force your way along the winds pushing uh, past these, um, past the spouts. Mm-hmm. How does this look? Like, shit. Like, I'm going to use a fucking hero point. Like, you don't need to. Uh, you rolled a two. Yeah. You have a plus 29 to your athletics. Yeah, and that's really... That's shitty. I could do better. If you'd like to, you can. But that is a pass on its... Oh, God. Wait. If that's a pass on itself... Okay, <laughs> Chuji, I'll let, I'll let you use a hero point. I wanted to be better. Okay, I'll let you use a hero point. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Well, Chuji... The Atlegs DC was 31. A 48, you may be surprised here, is 10 higher than 31. It is. Chuji, how how do you use your brute force to push your drakes to the limit and get neck and neck with the Biting Roses? Um, I, I think dissatisfied with their last turn, uh, they, they're like, all right, one more time. Uh, and they, they um, kind of... Yeah, they, they kind of like grab the reins from behind Senku and uh, try and really brute force it this time. Just not as, like, aggressive. More controlled yeah. uh, strength this time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, Chuji, with that, you are now neck and neck uh, with the Biting Roses. And you are, like, I think um, the combination of stealth, magic, and strength here, which, you know, really work into all of your uh, your core strengths, huh? Um, means that you're able to push through this obstacle like it's nothing. And uh, Yarika looks at you with wide eyes, and uh, Lantondo makes a, hey, come on, guys, uh, gesture at you as if that will convince you otherwise. Uh, but who's this coming up from the back? It looks like it is Tino Tung with Tino's Toughest. And they rolled a tree. So uh, Tino's Toughest, uh, you see them spiraling and weaving through these water spouts. And at one point, uh, the chariot does kind of bash into a, a water spout and is sent careening a little bit before it adjusts itself and continues flying. And they are right behind you. And the Lightkeepers. The Lightkeepers rolled a four. However, they're not going to move four steps ahead. They're only going to move three steps ahead. Because one of them isn't piloting this time. 
It's Sutak Noir. She conjures up in her hand a ball of shadow and then shoots a beam of darkness into the side of your chariot, which sends it fucking show, like tumbling to the side a little bit. And you're all gonna have a minus two on your skill checks for your next obstacle. Fucker. And you can't you can't say anything for here, but as you're looking over your shoulder, you swear that she is smiling brightly at you all. And Lolo says, Ah! Everyone, we nearly fell that time! We're going too fast! Slow down! Yeah, not slowing oh, down. If we slow down, we're gonna lose the race. <laughs> oh, this is scary. I thought you were a big old dragon. Let me handle this one next. I want to... Want to give that white-haired bitch a piece of her mind? Well, the next thing that you know is that an explosion happens. And you, for a moment, don't know why it's happening before you realize, oh, that's not an explosion. That's a firework. Because you are powering over the Isle of Endless Fortunes, the casino island uh, that belongs to Yensing Jirai. Uh, and as they're going up, there are fireworks of the Lightkeeper's faces, the Biting Rose faces, Tino Stubbs' faces, and you guys... Uh, and you're going to have to weave your way through the fireworks display, everyone. Top of the order is again going to be the Biting Roses. And uh, they're going to f- go ahead. And that's four. Uh, they seem to be taking to this really well. Uh, they are now four steps ahead of you guys. Um, as these explosions of light and color uh, kind of light up the sky as you're flying. Um, even in the middle of the day, they are like beautifully glowing. Yarika kind of uh, guides her team to weave through them, going over and under and side to side like a snake. Um, it's you guys next. Um, you will all have a minus two on all your rolls this time. Uh, because that shadow blast that Sue Technoir just uh, laced you all with has knocked you careening a little bit. <laughs> to get through... You're going to either need to make any a crafting or performance check to accurately determine the size of fireworks based on the sound of their discharge, a uh, society check to remember the firework patterns from a previous display, or an arcana and occultism check to uh, expend a spell slot and magically direct the uh, fireworks out of the way. Uh, Chuji's going to do crafting to identify them. Okay. So, Chuji, make me a crafting roll. Uh, 36. Okay, Chuji. Uh, as you're kind of like holding onto the side of this chariot, you pause and you close your eyes and you hear, uh, and you suddenly jolt the thing to the left and this knocks you out of the way of the explosion, letting you continue to fly perfectly. And you continue doing that, kind of guiding them around with your eyes closed, which really is impressive. Mm -hmm. Um, pushing you a step forward. Sick. Uh, Sanku and Masami, what about you guys? Um, I was going to do society. Okay, well, make me a society check. See if you can remember any fireworks from the past. 39 minus 2, 37. Okay, thank you. You close your eyes and you're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. These fireworks with our faces. We saw them on the first night. After our faces, it's going to be a salvo of... <gasps> and you kind of yank those, um, those reins up. And the uh, drake flies up in an arc just in time as an entire like rainbow of fireworks goes off which does catch Tino's toughest and you hear uh, Malako in the background going oh! <laughs> uh, that does push you forward though um, Masami it's your turn hmm. what are you gonna do oh man Masami does feel like fucking someone up right now you super could you're not that far behind uh, the biting roses I think they leave it <laughs> they 
they asked for they asked for a vote. They're like, hey, you guys mind if I plot a little revenge? Well, go ahead. None at all. Perfect. Um, they are going to stand at the back of the chariot and launch a phase bolt at the Lightbringers. Okay. They basically extend their hand and go, you want to see shadows, bitch? A blast of darkness erupts from your hand and kind of like arcs through the sky through these lightning bolts and it hits into one of the wheels of the Lightkeeper's uh, chariot. And uh, you can hear gasps from the people down below. Uh, you can see, like, actually, there are crowds outside the uh, casino waving little flags. And they go, whoa, as they see this. Um, and that does knock the Lightkeeper's kind of uh, off-kilter, uh, spinning a little bit in the air before righting themselves. Um, and Sutak Noir just has a completely clinical... F- that smile's gone. She has a face like she's going to tell you that you've got days to live, you know? <laughs> Which you know means she's pissed. Masami, I think, raises their arms up like, try me. Oh, God. Uh, Tigala Emmy calls out and says, Amazing! Even though they're weaving through fireworks, it looks like the Radiant Winds are taking shots at their rivals, the Lightkeepers! Is it bravery or recklessness that pushes them to this limit? Well, we'll see. Uh, they're gonna have uh, a minus two to whatever they roll next to see where they are launched. Um, Tino's time! Tino's toughest, roll a one. Oh no. Oh. You can see that they are not doing super well with the fireworks. Um, Zumi is like starts bickering with Gig, and that bickering leads them directly into an explosion, which knocks them swirling through the sky. Oh no. Uh, Lightkeepers, roll the two. Minus two, that's zero. They don't oh. move at all. They're bare, <laughs> like, they. Any ground that they made is lost as soon as that phase ball hits and knocks you, like, knocks them flying backwards a little bit. Uh, and uh, you see Diki Sunam shaking a fist and roaring at you. And as Captain the Exiled, uh, kind of like slapping the side of the thing, like, get go faster! It'll, you definitely got a rise out of them for sure. <laughs> that was really good. Was hey guys! Shark. What? Like, shark. Like, like sky shark? Flying no, shark? water shark. Water shark. What? What do you mean? What? As you're flying over the bay, uh, there are hoops perched on floating platforms, uh, which seem to be large and easy to fly through. But just as you're starting to go, a fucking megalodon leaps out of the water and tries to eat your drink. Okay. Oh what the fuck? <laughs> And there are several megalodons leaping out of the water, going for anyone flying by. Did they just have these here? Apparently so. <laughs> First in the order is again going to be the Biting Roses because they are at the very top. And that's a one. They only move ahead one point here. Uh, you can see that a megalodon almost does get them before, uh, I think, um, Arctus kind of like swiftly pulls out a bow and shoots it into the air above them, creating a force field around them. And as the megalodon bites down, it's like a dog biting into a rubber ball. They're splashed into the water. And then moments later, they emerge, still with that shield flickering away. Uh, but holy shit, that really cost them some time. Now's your chance. Uh... Hey, Radiant Winds, what's up? To get past these guys, you can either make me a survival check to predict the, mo- the movement of the sharks under the water, um, a society check to remember a secret shortcut, or a nature check to coax the animals out of the way with food, or an intimidation check to yell fuck off at the <laughs> sharks. 
Uh, I think nature, unless I could. Now, dragon large. He learned. He would have. Known These are sharks, not dragons. So close. Yeah, so no. close. They are sharks, uh, not dragons. No, I was. I was just saying that because um, the the lore thing is usually just stuff that you've learned beforehand. Senku, and it's the ocean type of stuff. Um, yeah. I get you. I'm not going to award it this time. Nice try. No, you, no, you're fine. I was just, I was just saying it because I was trying to make sure. Um, not because I think it's a dragon. <laughs> I, I know that megalodons were real. Um, uh, nature then, because Senku and his background. Mm-hmm. Go for it. If that failed, I'm using the hero point. Uh, yes, that's going to be a fail. I'm using the hero point. Okay, go for it. This is our chance. Ooh. 43. Uh, a 43 is gonna be a crit. Hooray! Senku, how do you distract these megalodons so well? Um, Senku's like, Lolo, I need you to listen to me for a second. What? <laughs> I need you to listen to me for a second, Lolo. <laughs> he starts holding him over the side of the boat. He's like, I need you to distract the Senku, megalodons to me. <laughs> it's fine, you'll be fine. Uh, do you spike him down? Yeah, he's like, good luck. Ah! He swoops <laughs> down. And you know what? As he's flying away, you see several megalodons that were like, their fins slowly approaching towards you guys. So they all turn and start following Lolo. Oh my god. So whatever, I guess they really like him. Like, oh, that's a neat, that's a tasty looking one. Yeah. That's we're sharks the size of fucking like <laughs> tanks. But like this little <laughs> dragon, that's a meal. <laughs> Yum. I think maybe Lolo makes a lot of noises that, like, attracts him. Like, oh, something making that much noise must be really tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I smell fear. Fear? Yes, I'm a shark. <laughs> I love that shit. Chuji uh, and Masami, what about you guys? What do you do? Oh, man. Um, the highest thing that Masami has in this round is a society check. Okay, yeah, Masami, do you want us to make a society check and see if you can figure out a faster way through this area? Let's see this one. That's uh, 38. Uh, 38, that works, Masami. Uh, you pause and you tank, and yes, you know that the way past is to... Uh, there is, like, a shortcut you can take over the island where the megalodons won't be able to jump at you. All right. So uh, that actually puts you neck and neck with the Biting Roses again. Chuji, what do you do? Uh, I'm going to play dirty. Oh, God. What are you going to do? Uh, okay, so next to us is Biting Roses. Anyone else in front of us? No, Biting Roses and you guys are at the top of the order. You are the fastest. You're up really high. Are the Lightbringers behind us? The Lightbringers are fucking, I'd say, a half mile behind you at this yeah. point. <laughs> that baseball really Like, there is a up. good amount of distance between you all. There's 350 feet between you. Uh, well... Chuji <laughs> looks at uh, Yataka um, in, in, the, <laughs> in their Drake, uh, and they're like, Hey, Best, you know hard feelings, right? Uh, and then Pocket sands them. Pocket sand. You, you fucking throw sand at them through the crowd. Oh my God. <laughs> pocket sand. And I think Yarika yelps and uh, maybe stumbles back a little bit, surprised that her good friend would be such a little bitch. <laughs> hey, they apologized before. They did apologize and did say no hard feelings, so uh, they can't, they can't get in trouble for it. Yeah, they legally cannot get in trouble for that. <laughs> Uh, but you are now neck and neck with them, and Yarika will have a minus two on her uh, d4 roll on their next turn. Tino! Come on, Tino! 
<gasps> That's a four! Tino's toughest, really doing well with these Megalodons. Um, you see uh, Zumi casting a shield spell around them. Gig kind of hammer one away as it comes closer. Um, Malaku is very carefully like keeping everyone on track. And uh, Tino is just like blasting uh, key energy to repel them, you know? And they're right behind you now. It's almost a three-way tie between all of you. Okay. Next is going to be uh, the Light Keepers. And they rolled a four as well. One, two, three, four. They're still a good bit behind you all, but they're closing that gap. And you can see that there is fury in Sutakmal's eyes that you would show, like, make them see such indignity. Hey, bitch, you threw the first shot. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do. Are you shouting this at them? <laughs> if, if Misami sees her, like, staring her down, then yeah. Yeah. I think Steve Jackman doesn't respond. Although uh, Diku Sonan says, I'll make toothpaste out of your gums! <laughs> Ew. Wow. That is, you, I know you're trying to sound intimidating, but we're in the middle of a Drake race. You can't touch me, bitch. Ooh. Uh, and now a particularly interesting or a particularly dangerous uh, obstacle awaits you. The seven winds of Shellen. As you turn the corner, you see it. Shellen's comb. Tall, those tall fingers of basalt that kind of like crawl into the sky, making a comb in the air. And through that comb, wind whistles. It, this place is infamous for how bad, uh, how strong, persistent, and unpredictable the winds are. To pass through this part of course, you will need to tread your chariot through a narrow fissure in the easternmost cliff of the comb. And it's gonna be Yarika first. And uh, that's going to have a minus two under d4, which is going to be three minus two. That's a one. They recover, but not fast enough because it looks like you guys might be about to get to jump on them and pass them out. In fact, guys, it's your turn. Are you going to be able to do it? Perhaps, Let's maybe. See. Love to. To get through this space, you will need to make a nature check to intuit how the uneven cliffs channel the winds. A Tivri check to deftly guide the drake through the fissure, or an athletics check to bank the chariot off a cliff face. I oh, see. I fuck see. Yeah. Athletics. <laughs> Bake that shit. Okay. 35. A 35? That's gonna be a fail, I'm afraid, Chuji. Fuck. It should come as no surprise that this is a difficult maneuver to pull off. <laughs> um. You try to bank, but Chuji, it gets too close, and I think at the last second, you have to do everything you can to stop yourself from crashing. Mm -hmm. Sanku? Uh, I rolled. I rolled a 30. Sanku, that's going to be a fail as well. Uh, you, you're a water boy, not a wind boy. You have no idea how to get through, the, like, how the wind's going to be affected by this mountain as you're approaching it fast. And Lolo's not here to guide you, so you're a little bit on your own here, you know? Mm-hmm. Masami? What you, where are you going to roll? Thievery. Okay, making that roll. Mm, I'm going to use my hero point, actually. Okay. What do you roll? I rolled a 33. Okay, we'll roll again. See if you can beat it. Uh, 36. Hey, Masami, the DC's literally a 36. <laughs> you are so insanely lucky. <sighs> Masami, how do you... You're, like, uh, at the moment, trying to uh, guide the Drake through the fissure. For a moment, it looks like you're not going to be able to do it. How do you pull back at the last second and make it your step forward? Um, I think um, what they, I think what they do is 
um, they they give the trick a fair warning first. They're like, all right, um, uh, you, this might be a little weird, but please trust me. And then they maneuver the the reins like in a sort of awkward position to where they just barely um, make it through the uh, make it through the fissure. Mm -hmm. And they kind of hold it in place a little bit. They're doing mental math in their head. They're like, all right. After this frog, I have to turn it slightly left, and a little bit to the right. This is like picking a lock, kind of. You just about managed to do it, and as you emerge on the other side, again, neck and neck with uh, the Biting Roses. Except now it means so much more, because you can see the finish line on the uh, coming up. <sighs> I, think once, I think once they get out of the, uh, the fissure, Masami like, waves over the Biting Roses like, Hey guys, how was that for you? <laughs> Artis looks over at you with wide eyes, like, <laughs> <laughs> Was it hard for you too? Because goddamn. Um, but then, flying out from behind you, oh shit! You'll never guess what, but another team flies past you. It's Tino's toughest and they've taken the lead. Oh, oh my, my god. god. Okay, hello. Uh, they whoosh past both of you. Uh, both, like the Biting Roses and the Radiant Winds as uh, Zumi looks over her shoulder and says, Ho ho ho, everyone! Let's see about some speed, shall we? And you can see she's cast fucking haste on her Drake. <laughs> you know oh. what? That's actually a good idea. I can't believe I didn't think of that. <laughs> and the Lightkeepers, they rolled a four. Um, one, two, three, four. Oh my god. They are neck and neck with uh, the Biting Roses and the Radiant Winds. Oh, As they swing past you, uh, Hu Ying kind of uh, throws you a rude gesture. Uh, and right now, it's literally Biting Roses, Light Keepers, Radiant Winds, and then pulling slightly in front, Artino's Toughest. And uh, Tagata calls out and says, And our race over the ducks are slowly approaching the finish line. They're going to need to pass the statues of Shizura and Tsukiyo. This is one of the most uh, dangerous things they're going to have to do so far. So everyone, please pay close attention. If you blink, you might miss the winner of the Drake race over the harbor. So, the way that this last one works is that you're going to have to overcome a threshold to be the winner. So the first team to get four points is going to be the winner. Okay? Okay. So let's hope here. Can Masami pray to Tsukiyo? <laughs> I'll let you pray to him. It'll take some focus, but uh, you will ultimately probably get something out of it. You know, you'd like to believe. Oh, we'll Please. See. We'll see. <laughs> um, so, top of the order are going to be Tino's toughest. And if they get a four, that's it. They win. So let's hope. Let's hope. Oh god, I fell under my keyboard. I can't see it. That's a tree! Oh my god, oh, oh my god, oh my god. Uh, you can see he is flying towards uh, the statues. And like, these are two very famous statues, uh, massive bronze uh, depictions of Shizuru and Tsukiyo at the harbor's mouth. Um, but as they approach, I think what stops them from winning immediately is the statues fucking move. <gasps> you see uh, Shizuru turn and look down at them and swing a blade. Uh, which should cleave true Tino's stuff is, which causes them to go, ah, and kind of kilter off course, but doesn't seem to actually touch them. And I think you realize 
Hao Jin has enshrouded these statues in a powerful illusion that makes it look like they're moving. But they aren't. Which is actually worse. Because you don't know where the actual statues are, and you could collide with them. Oh my god. Hmm. So, I'm gonna make, uh... You know, I'm gonna be mean. I'm gonna make all the other teams go first. Oh, fucker. Yarika and the Biting Roses, roll! A one! They're trying their best, but this illusion magic, I think um, both Lantondo and Artis at the same time, without discussing with each other, try to perceive it and try to, like, you know, cast ways to see the actual thing. But Yarika's, like, yelling out because suddenly she's the only one who's actually taking care of piloting the Drake. And she's to swing left and avoid crashing into the statue. Lightkeepers. The Lightkeepers rolled a two. Meaning they push past the Biting Roses, but don't catch up with Tino's toughest quite yet. Um, however, as they fly past you, um, yeah, you just see two Tactima kind of giving you the Luigi death stare from Mario Kart. You know the one? <laughs> you remember that meme from like 2015 or whenever? That was a good one. She's giving you death stare though. She is like, as you're passing, not looking at the future. She's looking at you guys. Fuck you. All right. Radiant wins. Now or never. You need to get four points, which means one of you is going to need to crit. Okay. Your options. Religion or society, to remember the exact details and orientation of the statues. Occultism, to see the true statues through the illusion. And deception, to approach a statue head-on and faint out of the way just in time. All Chuji can do is occultism. I was going to okay. pray and then ask for, like, a bonus in religion for the prayer. However, you just said one of Masami's words. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to imagine Masami's mid-prayer, and then they realize, wait, shit, what if I just... And they abandon the prayer to just do their thing. <laughs> no, they're still, they're still praying in their heads, but they're like, please let this work, please, Sukio, God, let this work. <laughs> okay. Then I'll go with society. Okay. Who's going first? <sighs> I'll go. I don't want to think about it anymore. Okay. <laughs> So I'm not looking. A 31. Sanku. Uh-huh. That's a pass. Oh, thank God. You squint and you remember, you're pretty sure that the leg of Sukiya went that way and Shizuru's cloak went the other way and you kind of lean and you are making good progress. All is well. All is good. You're not crashing into anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're three steps away from victory, though. Chuji tries to look harder. <laughs> uh, 35. A 35? Chuji, that's going to do it. <gasps> um, you kind of like... Uh, I think you rummage through your trophies and like, I don't know, clutch onto like the eye of a slurk or something and you just stare and suddenly you're like, okay, wait, this way! And you make a sudden drastic move through it and you are now neck and neck with the light keepers and just behind Tino's toughest. <laughs> Masami is trying so fucking hard. They're like, all right, faints are my thing. Faints are my thing. I can do this. God, please, Sukio, I worship you. Please let this work. That is a 30. Does anyone have a hero point they want to give up? I I've used, used We already used our hero points. <gasps> Wait, <gasps> I had an extra one. Yeah, I gave you a hero point last session, didn't I? You did! Take For it! For the fucking poetry? Oh my god. Take it. Take it. Okay. I All fucking right. forgot I had it. 
Nat. <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> no fucking way! You're joking! Shut up! Shut up! You're kidding! <laughs> what? What was this about the dice not loving you, Masami? <laughs> they just wanted you to go through some hardship. It was like a shonen. They shonin. wanted you to earn that fucking the, the universe wanted me to experience pain first. <laughs> Masami, how do you do this? How do you push past Tino's toughest the light keepers and the biting roses to claim victory? Uh, okay. <laughs> I think um, as they're taking the reins and they're trying to they're trying to faint. They are trying so fucking hard, but fainting an opponent with their own hands versus an entire fucking drake is a bit different. So instead, they're like, all right, I'm going to try this again. I'm going to try this again, Sukio. They're, they're actually like reciting a prayer. They are mumbling a prayer to Sukio out loud. And they just, they just go. And go you do. As Masami, you surge forward and you pass by Tino's toughest and you break through the finish line. Fireworks erupt. <laughs> and Tagata Emi says, Winner! <laughs> the first team to pass through the finish line for the Great Drake Race Harbor Division is the Radiant Winds! Oh my god. Shuji's screaming, they've got like their arms up. I think Masami has their hands on the reins. After they finish their prayer, they're just they're just staring mid-distance with wide eyes. They're like, that did not just happen. That did not work. That did not just work. You just did that! that How did I do work. that? You're like, you're magic! I'm gonna pass out now. I oh just prayed, dude! That's all I did! Oh my god! <laughs> it worked! <laughs> In second place, Tino's toughest. Yes! Yay! In third place, the Light Keepers. In very last, despite dominating the early half of the race, are the Biting Roses. Yeah. Aww. I love them. The Biting Roses get out and they like fucking... Eureka picks you up, Chuji, and swirls you around. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm uh, sorry, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, me. hey, you did great. You caught me off guard and that's what matters. I'm sorry, I'm pocketing you, I'm sorry. Tino comes out, Masami kind of stumbling. Did you see that? You did so good. I thought for sure we were going to win, but hey... No can do with Masami Takahara around, right? I, I mean, I, I can't take all the credit. I prayed at the end, my I prayed at the end, my dude. <laughs> oh, he slaps his head. I should have told that, Matt. Hey, Rory, come on! You could have. I, I won't. I won't. I wouldn't yeah. begrudge him too much because. And Masami points up to the statue, Sukio. That's my god. <laughs> oh, well, hey, no wonder, Dan. Picking favorites, huh? He hmm. punches your shoulders. Well done. <laughs> Man, you too, you gave us a run for our money, god. The lifekeepers. The, the Masami is just ignoring their presence. They are talking yep. to Tina right now. They're having a grand old no, time. You know what? Chuji blows a fuck out of raspberry at Diggy Sanam. <laughs> Diggy Sanam's about to reply when someone else walks for him and it's Azkanak. And he says, Do you feel grown up? Do you yes. feel mature for doing that? I feel great. You want to do it again? <laughs> Look at that. Read and weep. And like their spit gets on. Azkanak wipes some of that spit off and stares at you with those, like, yellow hobgoblin eyes. <laughs> and they say, Count yourself lucky that, that you're out here in daylight and not alone on an abandoned street, or I would make your bones dance. Do you hear me? 
<laughs> I hear you loud and clear. Oh man, I think that's when Masami comes in and goes, Hey, if you want to blame anyone, blame your leader who took the pot shot first. I wouldn't have done shit if you didn't do it. Azkanak just mutters angrily. But I think Hu Ying and uh, Diku Sunam throw a look at um, Siutak Noir. That's twice now that her ego has thrown them into a loss against you. <laughs> First, forcing you guys to fight on Danger Island, now this. Hmm. Sutak Noir, for what it's worth, comes up to you and offers you a hand to shake this. Well done. You had every right to be confident. You fought valiantly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if Misami actually takes that and she goes, let this be a lesson. Don't let your ego guide your vision. I'm sure I won't. And she retracts the hand and walks away. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, on the other side of the arena now, come down the other winners. In last place are the Arms of Balance, unfortunately. <laughs> In third place, Speakers to the Wind. <laughs> Second place, having obviously made very close friends with their uh, Drake. Our Winter's Roar. A. <laughs> and first place, Liang Shen. Yes! And the Steps of the Sun. Yes! Clearly well acclimated to f piloting. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it wasn't even a competition. Shen shoots you all a look and nods. He knows what's coming soon. Looks like the winners of the two Drake races are going to have to face off against each other. But he walks away. He's ready to show you guys that he's not just good at winning Drake races. He's good at winning fights. But then Tagada Emi descends and he says, What, what an, incredible an incredible match! match! Everyone, Everyone, what you've what seen here today is a once-in-a-lifetime once event. event. I hope, I hope you, all you all enjoyed, enjoyed because, because something like this will never happen in the Ruby, Ruby Phoenix tournament, tournament again. again. This, this is a one-off one thing that was organized by Lady Haojin herself and supplied by the Ice Fang Airy and the generosity of Lady Kumai Shai, who, again, in the box kind of just waves at you all. And for a moment you think, did she give you guys the best drink? Hmm. For, For your, your victory, victory, all teams, teams will, will are being, being given, given 3,000 gold, gold pieces. pieces. Oh. And the and winners, winners, Steps, Steps of the Sun and, and Radiant Winds, wins. Please, please come, come forward and collect your, your prize. And she pulls out two uh, kind of like uh, rune stones in her hands. Mm -hmm. I think you immediately recognize what these rune stones are. Yeah. They're speed runes. Oh. And what a speed rune does, this is a rare runestone because it's very powerful. It gives you an extra action to attack on every single turn. What? Oh, shit. You are permanently quickened while using this weapon. Oh my god. But only to punch. Or to, you know, fight. Kill. I see. Honestly, I think Masami should have it. Yeah? Yeah. Sure? I I often struggle with like multiple attack penalties. Um, mm, that's true. And I like having that three action, like strict line. Mm -hmm. oh, you also have like spells. That's right because your yours is just base attacks only, kind of. So yeah, it would you would benefit more from it. I feel. Base, basically, if you got a fourth action, it'd be a minus fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It would hurt. <laughs> Okay, then, yeah, I think Masami will take it and they'll see if they can put it on their, uh, their Chokoto. Okay, 
So Masami, while wielding these Chokotos, you're going to have an extra action to attack every turn. Okay. As the two, as you take it, so too does Shen. And as the two teams lock eyes with each other and nod, somewhere far away from where you all are, a voice calls out. Help! Lolo screams as he swims as fast as he can away from several chomping megalodons. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.